What's your favorite Bible story? My favorite Bible story of all? It's when the whale eats that dude. Are you kidding me? That's definitely my favorite Bible story. Why is that your favorite? All right, think about how silly this is. And this is like, I go back to, everybody's like, oh, you know, God makes the perfect decisions. But this is also the dude who was like, are they getting hot? Just, Just let them sweat. Let water come out of them until they're cold again. So like, there's a lot of God decisions that don't make a lot of sense to me. So you got this dude... Jonah and he's wandered around. I'm pretty sure he was being greedy, right? He was like being kind of a greedy pig and he wouldn't. He, yeah, go. he didn't want to do what God wanted him yeah, to do. Yeah, he was being he was kind of a to, brat. I think he was supposed to literally tell someone that they were sinful. I think it was that kind yeah, of Yeah, it yeah. real basic stuff. I would have gone with taxes. That's more motivational. But either way, you got this dude, he's walking around and he's being kind of a brat to God. And also what's beautiful about this Bible story is it's like two pages just like kind of thrown in the book. Like clearly somebody was like, we definitely need a whale story in here. And they put a whale story. This dude gets eaten up by the whale. The whale just goes swimming around and all that. And then he comes out and I'm pretty sure after he comes out of that whale, he's like, guys, God's awesome. And I'm real sorry about being a dick. And if that's what it takes to get people on the right track, we just got to throw people into the bellies of whales to teach them a lesson. They may live, they may not. But I think that there's a... There's probably an easier way to get people to follow the rules, whether than, I mean, you you worry about the whale's digestion. What is the whale dealing with here with a living person in his gut the whole time? He's got to be a part of God's punishment. You know, he couldn't just zap a little lightning and say, "Go do your thing." He got eaten by a whale. We don't even know if it was a whale. It was a large fish, they said. But I mean, there's no larger fish than a whale, which is actually a mammal. So, Bible people, what did you really know? What were we saying, Peter? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. We just talk about Bible stories. I love it. We're talking about Bible stories. Peter, we got to get into this first because it's finally announced that, uh, and I'm getting my mic adjusted here. I love this. I'm talking over the mic. I love it. He's got a noisy jacket. Uh, it was finally announced that at my show, I will be fighting the 53-year-old Pimpernella Escarlata, legend of the Exotico circuit, Mexican legend. You may have seen them on... Uh, Lucha Underground on U.S. television, but they have a storied history in Mexico, along with Cassandro and many other Exoticos, in that time of kind of changing the narrative of gay wrestling. So I'm very honored to do that. But this is, within a 12-hour period, not only am I going to have a match with Pimpernella Escarlata, I'm also going to tap out Minoru Suzuki in the middle of the ring. Within 12 hours, two 53-year-olds. Obviously, I have had my match recently with Jeff Jarrett. There's some other attention around legends. What's going on, Peter? What, what is my chart? Why are all these old people coming to me? And why is this where we are now in my career? To put it most technically, you're in, in an eighth house perfection year, which means that your eighth, the eighth house of your chart is activated, which is typically things like inheritances, death, other people's money it's like what you are inheriting both uh in the physical world and then in say all the other worlds as well as far as just like thematically inheriting things yeah there's a lot going on with that sort of realm and i hope that it's not any you know real worries but i am inheriting the careers of these old cloud vampires. And, you know, i shouldn't include Pimpernella Escarlata in that. I'm it's, honored for that one. It's also your Saturn that's oh, activated no. in that house. And so that basically means things of the past, things that are tried and true. They're coming through to me. They're coming through. Goodness gracious. I'm a dressed up Memphis, Peter. You know what that means? <laughs> it doesn't matter. This week we're sponsored by Dog with a Mullet. 
It's a Spotify radio show hosted by Jim Fair. Jim is a wonderful human being, also the ring announcer and lead interviewer for Enjoy Wrestling, but... This is where I think Jim shines even more. Jim knows all the music. You were saying, Peter, you keep going to bands you like. You go to their Twitter, and then it says, followed by Jim Fair. Mm -hmm. And that's beautiful. So clearly, there's some taste-making going on out here. And all you have to do to listen to Dog with a Mullet is go onto your Spotify if it's letting you log in and search for Dog with a Mullet. Or get on Twitter, hashtag Dog with a Mullet. You can see a lot more about the podcast, about Jim, about what they're doing, and about all the awesome bands that you can learn about. Don't listen to all the old songs. You ever get in a road trip, you're on the on the road, and somebody says, somebody put on some music, and you go, I only know seven songs. Like, There's only four bands I can pull up here, and I can't listen to them anymore. No more of that. You're going to know new bands, new music, new action. Dog with a Mullet, exclusively on Spotify. Blessings to Jim Fair. Weekend at Effie's wouldn't be the same without you. Peter... What a weekend I had in Alabama. <laughs> yeah, baby. And here's the thing people don't understand about Effie in Alabama. I've been going to Alabama for years. I've wrestled all over Alabama, every part. North Alabama is where I was, and uh, I was a part of a big tournament called the Heart of the Southern 16, the Haas Tournament at New South Pro Wrestling. But my storied history in Alabama goes way back. I mean, I met Tracy Smothers for the first time in Alabama. I worked a lot of Continental Championship reunion shows in Alabama. Effie got to sharpen my fangs in Alabama. And now I was returning sort of, and you say, oh, Alabama, that's the deep south. They vote dumb and, you know, they've got real dumb rules. And there's a lot of dumb legislation going on right now. But I assure you people, we will keep fighting all the dumbness. And as we come to Texas, we are going to be making a big focus on supporting uh, all of the trans charities that we can, including Trans Texas. I know Pro Wrestling Vibe has been working with them. But in Alabama, you may be surprised, there's a lot of Effie fans in Alabama. And I think everywhere you go, uh, yeah, you can be in a rural or an urban environment. And obviously, if I'm in a place like Chicago, I kind of know the the vibe. But when you go into these towns, sometimes you're not 100% sure. And if you're genuine and authentic and yourself and try to understand their culture a little bit, I think you do really well. And I think Effie does really well in Alabama. Uh, I did really well, but this was... Okay, so... Typically, I don't have the dog with me, Peter, and typically I'm flying to shows, both of those things out the window, because we took the car and we carpooled. And so not only did I have myself and lovely New South Staple and now Effie's Big Gay Brunch participant two times in a row, maybe not in a row, maybe two times total, Dylan McQueen yay, and Kenzie Page, Petty and Pink, they'll be in the Tag Annihilation match, which will be a mess. I don't care what anyone says, his beard looks good. The beard looks great. He was like, is it to this? Is it to-? I was like, stop thinking and start doing. And Dylan did this weekend. We'll talk about Dylan. Uh, but I was actually a little surprised because I hit up Dylan. I figured we'd be riding together because, you know, he's in the Atlanta area and we're getting out of there. He says, I've got to pick up someone from the airport. Can I bring him to your house? I said, who in the hell are you picking up from the airport and bringing to my house? The nerve of you to think you can just pick up any damn wrestler off the street and they can just come up to the Buckhead estate of Effie. It's true they can, and this weekend we are in Atlanta, so we're actually going to have a lot more wrestlers through there. AJ doesn't really know yet how many wrestlers are coming through, but I may just get him a hotel room to deal with it. But I'm saying, Dylan, Dylan, you can't just do this. And he goes, it's Bounty Keith, BK, Brian Keith. And I recently had a match with Brian Keith, Peter, and it was in Houston 
It was frozen. My hip hurt for two months after this damn match because it was just maybe it hasn't even been two months since. Was the it match. the really cold one? The really cold it one. It has definitely not been two months since. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way it has. My time is different, you know? Like, I have different time in my no, life. Think of, I think time just works differently now. Peter, time does work differently for me because I'm looking at the chart here, and actually, since that BK match in the cold where I painfully hurt myself, I've had 11 matches since then, and I've competed in two tournaments. So you can see why it feels yeah. like two That's whole months <laughs> like has happened and I'm going to be competing in my third tournament at the end of the month. We're going to get into detail on this second tournament, though. BK was here. And the thing with the tournaments, we were both participants. You don't know how it's going to end. You don't know the chart of this thing. You don't know who's going to win what. So I didn't have it in my mind that I would be spending a lot more time with BK in the ring this weekend. But it worked out that way, and we'll get into it. We had to get to Alabama, though. And I am notoriously like always the latest person everything but i will always stay way after so like i may get there late but i spend just as much time there as you i'm just hanging out late after it takes me a while to get out of my stuff i want to make sure all the fans get me to sign their forehead all that stuff so i'm not in a rush to get to alabama and because of that we're probably a little later than we should be to alabama but we had a good time on the road we got to chill we hung out with cranberry cranberry is a great road trip dog she Likes to hang out. She'll let you know when she has to go to the bathroom. She'll eat your snacks and, you know, be okay with it. And she also doesn't like to leave the car very much. So, like, once she's done going to the bathroom, she'll walk right back over to the car. Not that I would let her off, but she wants to be back in the car. And luckily, when you have, like, fun people around her, we had Dylan and we had uh, BK. And Dylan was a surprise. He was like, we can't post anything. We can't show people we're together. And I was like, when do I, I never take anything. I don't, I take pictures of the dog maybe, but you know, I'm not, I'm not sharing the, the festivities on the road. People are sharing it of me often, but I'm never usually sharing the road festivities. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong in this. No, I, I think the most recent travel photo you took was just of the Atlanta airport. And like only yep. I would know that because I've been there. <laughs> just empty. And that was before the <laughs> whole not, ordeal yeah, you happened. You in the photo. No, no, no. <laughs> of course not. You don't need to know all of the details. But either way, we made it. And here's the thing. People know the first round match, kind of a dream match, obviously for myself, but for other people as well opening match that was actually the main event of the evening of New South was me versus Fandango. Uh, Are you familiar with Fandango? No. Well, Fandango is the WWE ring name of Johnny Curtis. Uh, I don't even think that's his real name. That's his like original like worker name on there. And you know, the guy's been in the fed system for a long time and I find myself in this new position that is so fun. And I'm not saying I am you know, better or more capable than anyone, or I I just have a different experience than them. And so as people are coming back out to the Indies, whether it be like your Dalton Castle or your Fandango or whoever's coming out, I want to loosen them up a little bit and let them know like, hey baby, ain't no rules, ain't no producers, ain't nobody telling us how to have this match, ain't nobody telling us how to hit each other. Let's get weird as shit. And so these guys kind of like, it takes them a second to to like shake that shell out. I had it with Jimmy Jacobs to kind of shake it out a little bit, but I think it helps people get back on the track of like, there's no rules on the indies. I'm not here to impress William Ringle anymore. I think he's taking indie bookings now too. The the game is different. The game has changed. And so to get to work with Fandango, when I'm kind of on 
you know, a hell of a wrestling run right now. I haven't taken major time off, had injuries, had issues in a very long time. I've had a lot of marquee matches out here in the Indies that you wouldn't think somebody independent would be able to get. And now I get to bring people in who like, I went in 2015 to a Fandango meet and greet. We've talked about this, I think, on the show briefly. And dude told me I was jacked and, you know, said I should be signed to the Fed. And now I'm getting to work him in an Alabama main event. And so his whole gimmick was he was like a ballroom dancer, but also he's like the sleaziest, weirdest dude too. So some of my favorite Fandango moments are like, he would be getting interviewed and he'd look at the girl and he'd go, Renee, you're not even a real journalism. And it's just these ridiculous, like he would reference like all the SNL skits and he'd be like, do you know what everyone's talking about? My tight pants. And so it's just all these silly things that he would bring in where like, he's still this character. They did the fashion police for a while, him and Tyler Breeze, which Let's be too honest here. Tyler Breeze, get off your fucking couch. Leave your training school. Put those little pants on. Get your selfie stick out. And come fight Bussy. Dango's in. What are you doing? All right, you waiting for the elite to call? They're they're stocked up over there. So okay? be Bussy versus the fashion police? Bussy facing the fashion police. It's a dream That's match amazing. for me. And I rarely have dream That's matches. Amazing. But I would love to see it. That sounds Dango. like a 2000 era uh, emo <laughs> single. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what would the, it would be like the the bloodiest Armada's new single, Bussy vs. the Fashion Police, and it'd be like two cents would come in, and then it'd be like when you feel it. It'd be sick. I'm, I'm buying the album. Amazing. All right, either way, get off your ass, Tyler Breeze. Stop running from me. Stop ducking the indies. You think you're better than the indies because you trained with Lance Storm? Lance Storm called me an idiot one time when I fought a child. None of that matters now because if you're over, there's no rules. Fandango and Effie, I, I, this isn't on streaming services yet, so it's like this was a live crowd only for the moment. Boy, did we just go all the way. And really try each other out and feel things. I also took a big Buster Keaton bump, which I think people will like. I jumped off the stage. We just beat the What's shit out Buster of each Keaton other. Buster Keaton bump? You know, like Buster Keaton was known for doing these fantastic stunts where they were a little too real life. And they weren't like wrestling falls where like I'm taking a very structured fall. It's things like uh, falling down the stairs, you know, oh, falling from a high distance, dodging you. a train. You know, weird things like this where like... There's a slapstick to it, but it inevitably adds to what I think is the realism in the wrestling of sort of these moments where you're like, I know what trained falling and trained moves look like. I've seen a thousand of them. I don't know what that was. I like to have those moments. They're, what do they call the uh, interrobang, where it's a question mark and an exclamation point at the same time? Oh. Most of my matches, I try to have an interrobang in. And if you can find the interrobang, you're doing well. But it's a, it's a technique I really enjoy. I think every match has a different interrobang. I think sometimes your finish can be your interrobang. I think sometimes middle of the road or an intro. There's a lot of interrobangs. Find the moment. Question and an exclamation at the same time. But here's the big part, Peter. In the main event in Hartsell, Alabama, for New South's Heart of the Southern 16 tournament, I beat Fandango, dude. I beat Fandango. Oh, my goodness. So not only am I moving on in the tournament now, wrestling day two, but I have a victory over one of my favorite Fed wrestlers of all time. And... I find myself more motivated when I am uh, against a younger talent or someone who I need to put them on the map or get them footage that more bookers will be able to promote them off of. Like, I Mm -hmm. think that's, and I talk to a lot of guys that I work with about the importance of that and where you have your motivations. But I'll tell you what, when it's Effie against ex-fed guy or a guy who had an old career or someone who's coming in, 
the motivation is different, but it's a little bit more of an ingenious motivation and a creative motivation and a sort of, can I pitch this weirdness to you? And you've heard a thousand matches and you've been in thousands of matches and, and convince you that something that doesn't sound like it'll work will work. So I get, I just think a little differently with these matches. That's not necessarily in a, I better go as hard as I can, but that's more in a, uh, what weird stuff can I pull off to just try to show these guys that anything will work if you just let it work? You know what I mean? If you read a room correctly, mm-hmm. either way, I had a really good time. Thank you to Fandango. It was, uh, it was a magic moment, but it was not over. And I'll tell you this, Peter, usually finish a show. The last few weeks, I've been rushing to travel. I've had red-eye flights. I've had early morning flights. It's There's been a lot of just like, go, 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 and I don't get the rest time. Day two is in the same building. My hotel is next door. Beautiful. We went and got some food. The boys hit the Waffle House. Now, Daddy did well in Alabama, I'll tell you this. And I like to pay it forward. I learned this from a few people in my career. And one of the main ones I learned it from, and I'll give him the credit here, is Ricky Shane Page. Uh, Pay for the boys' meals. If you've got the extra money, if you made your big bucks tonight, if you got paid buku, and you know these boys are working their ass off, pay for their meals. So... I handled my table. We paid for the meal. I got to spend more time, and I got to spend a lot of time with this cat, and we're seeing each other more on the road now, Alec Price. All right? Now, I fought Alec Price, and he has a pinfall victory over me at Beyond Wrestling with his tag partner, Becca. But on his own, when there's nothing at stake, he's a pretty fun guy to be around when you're not like trying to take his championships from him and trying to lower his paydays. And so we had a, a meal with them. We ate, we spent time with the whole, you know, New South crew, Bounty Keith, Dylan McQueen. Everybody was having a good time. Shout out to Kung Fu Janela who was there. But we did go back to the hotel, which a little bit sketchy of a hotel. Any relation to Joey Janela? It's his cousin. It's his cousin oh, from Bama. Okay. Yeah, it's his Kung Fu cousin from ba- Alabama. Yeah, Janela's got a lot of blood everywhere. Um, this hotel was, and this is no offense to the promotion. This is not the best hotel I've ever been in. It was fine. Uh, we got back to the hotel, and there was like a real redneck guy in a Jesus shirt, and not like a Jesus shirt like I go to church, like a Jesus, like a bling bling Jesus shirt. And he was like, "Oh man, what are y'all doing?" What and do you mean by a bling bling Jesus? You've shirt? never seen like a shirt and it's got Jesus on it, but it's also got like like on maybe rhinestones of, on a scale from one to Jesus is my homeboy. Like what? It's what very. It's like about? a very serious. It was like a silver portrait with we're rhinestones. About like Club Jesus. He's kind of like Club Jesus. Okay. Like if a Jesus necklace was on a shirt, big. <laughs> this is like a real white trash redneck guy and. I'm going to tell this Jesus next story. Jesus got, got the bottle service. Jesus got bottle service. And listen, this guy overstepped his boundaries, not only with Jesus, but with our crew. Because we got back to the hotel and a lot of us were smoking, you know, adult cigarettes in the designated area. Mm-hmm. And he came up and like wanted to Something know more. Something that Jesus would have been a fan of. Well, you've got to think. Uh, Jesus Cristo. Cristo is to anoint with oil. And at the time, the most common oil used in those uh, christenings was the cannabis oil. So let's go back in history. Jesus was just constantly... I used to do a religion podcast. We did a whole episode on what's in the oil. It's beautiful. Listen... It's an incredible amount of cannabis. I am so much more like Jesus than they will ever know. Uh, You know, Jesus, a guy in a beautiful dress and sandals walking around with 12 boys following him, a girl that couldn't get him to do what he wanted, and a lot of weed oil? Come on, Jesus. Let's do this. You ain't got to die at 33. I'm going to ride it out to about 85 if I'm, if I'm doing well. 
let's keep it rolling. Think of what you could have gotten done in a few more years. They probably would have gotten more technology and history. I'm not losing it like you did, pal. I'm not succumbing to the Romans, dude. We're not doing that. All right, back to it. This guy comes up in his Jesus shirt and wants to take pictures with everybody. And we are a mixed race group. And this is a white man. And he dropped a word he should not have dropped. And boy, did it immediately go to stunt marshal handling things and and teaching him a little lesson right there. The mood shifted very, very suddenly. And stunt marshal taught him a little quick lesson. He did not physically do anything to this man, but he like talked him down. And it was incredible. Whoa. Just know that don't get comfortable around the boys over here because we are a progressive bunch and we do not tolerate things like this. And you can delete that fucking picture, dude in a Jesus shirt, not acting like Jesus. Definitely not acting like Jesus. Now, I don't want to shade anyone, but Dylan McQueen fucking snores. And he was sharing a room with me and Cranberry and BK, and I could not sleep. And so I'm sitting here going, not only am I next to the venue, and I'm in my own bed, and I have a hotel room, and it's pretty early. I'm laying in this bed, and I cannot sleep because of the snoring. And Cranberry keeps doing the thing where... She goes, and then she gets up and she walks in a circle and lays back down. And then she goes, and then she looks at me and I'm like, I know it's just as bad for me as it is for you. And I broke my AirPods recently. So they don't have the like sound canceling and only one side works. So it's really like, it's not good for me. Uh, And it doesn't cover any sound. So I couldn't even like, sometimes I'll put on the dreaming, you know, like it's just noise from the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. It works if you can't not hear the freaking snoring over everything dylan we're fighting these are i am i was so tired the next day and i should not have been like it was just it was unbelievable to me we woke up everybody wanted to go to the freaking gym and i'm about to set up a real moment for you now the night before i defeated fandango he is on day two of the show obviously we were all on day one and two but if you're on day two and you did not win there was a separate match for you much like they would do at a pwg where like all the losers are in a 10-man tag Kind of a thing there. And it's, you know, it's not a loser's match, but it's a fun, it gives me time to put things together if, if, if I'm doing well. Everybody goes to the gym. Me and BK are like, we're not going to the gym today. We just wrestled a freaking ton last night and we're sweaty and crazy and up all night. Let's just not go to the gym. So me, me and uh, the lovely BK, we went to a Starbucks and then we went to Freddy's. We got cheeseburgers. We got custard. I got an Oreo custard sandwich. Cranberry got some of the dog custard. And then we went and met everybody at the gym because we were going to go to the venue after that. But we were like kind of meeting up with him. And I swear to you, Fandango is like 6'3", jacked, like 210, 8-pack, tan, just like a real wrestler-looking guy. This man walks out of the gym to me sitting in the back of my car eating a cheeseburger. And I was like, what's up, Dango? Like, how's it going? And he was like, just finish my workout. And I was like... I'm still working on this cheeseburger, you know? It was incredible. We had our little moment there, and then they were doing a big picnic because it was Kenzie Page's birthday, and she was in the tournament as well. She won her match and was succeeding forward. I didn't know what matches we were going to have, but I will beat a girl's ass on her birthday. I don't care. It's pro wrestling. Once you're in the ring with me, it's like all bets are off. We had a good time. We chilled. We had our zone. But then it was time for tournament action, big time tournament action. All right. Now, this whole time, like I said, AJ's in Denver. So I'm getting pictures from AJ in Denver. And shout out to Lucid FC, Atlanta based clothing company, two wonderful British twins who have taken me under their wing and put 
good clothes on me. They gave me this hat. You remember this hat? Mm-hmm. Have you heard the second story about this hat? The Rihanna. The Rihanna story. Did we talk about yeah. this on the? We did. Okay, Rihanna. I dude, maybe we did. I, can't I'm talk, I walked what in and they were like, on and they were like, "Where'd you get this hat?" And I was like, "Y'all, one of your employees gave me this hat." And they were like, "That's a very unique hat. That's Rihanna's hat." And I looked it up, and Rihanna wears this hat all the time. So I feel like Rihanna in the hat. I'm gonna wear it at the airport more in case people think I'm friends with Rihanna. I'm working on it. But AJ is sending me pictures from his skiing trip, where he's wearing the full Green Man fur ensemble i mean i'm glad you went back and got the rest of the pieces. oh we got the re- we had to i was like we got to get the rest for him he needs it all uh bucket hat tote bag pants jacket all green power fur it's one of their uh mix-up lines with a japanese artist i believe either way adorable very motivating to win a tournament i went in my second round match was against who else but bk bounty keith it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. And the first match, you can look it up on Cage Match, eight and a half minutes of actual ring time because it was fucking cold. We had to get to the goddamn point. I'm not going to stay out there. I was steaming. It's not good for my health. I got a lot of matches. But I said, BK, it's warm tonight in Alabama. I'm going to give you a hell of a match. Damn, y'all. If that wasn't just... And you know what? It was a little goofy with me and Fandango, but we still had wrestling. We still had moves. We still had big moments. But me and BK, I went out there, and I just had a damn wrestling match, Peter. It wasn't goofy. It wasn't stupid. There wasn't no gay shit. I didn't do no dick twisting. I just fought this man, and it was awesome. And I'm going to tell you, I stole a finish from Dean Malenko. I won't spoil it. People are like, Effie knows who Dean Malenko is? Yeah, because you know what Effie does? He takes everybody's good shit and then fills in the blanks, baby. I'll steal everything from everyone. And Dean Malenko, he may not have been able to cut a promo, do a promo picture, do an entrance, have the pizzazz of an Effie. But he did know a few tricks in the wrestling ring. And so if I steal that, boom, upgraded, level up. That's how I won the second round of Haas. Nobody expects Effie to come in and be a workhorse tournament guy. And I say no one, and that's just people who aren't paying attention. People who are paying attention to Effie, they know what I do, which is I don't, I'll don't. i brag about everything else except for the workhorse nature of the wrestling, and then I'm going to go do it, and I'm going to wrestle. Now, what's unique about this tournament is night two actually draws a little better than night one. It's a Saturday night, Alabama, new faces out there, and they're getting to see multiple times if you win. And the finals of this match... Was a was a four way. It was a four way finals, and it's elimination. So, you've got to beat three other people, or at least have three other people get beaten before things mess up. And in this finals match, it was myself. It was Braden Tune, which if you're not familiar with Braden Tune, incredible big man wrestler, Alabama, very very infectious smile, handsome boy, but he'll throw the hell out of you too and beat your ass. Myself, Braden Toon, Kenzie Page, and Alec Price, who I've been spending a lot of time with. And we have I think we've briefly discussed Alec here. There's nothing better than walking up to him and being like, what's up, Alec Price? And he's like a nice young gentleman with you know youthful energy. And then he talks like a Boston oh my freaking God. dock worker, bro. Bro, what are we going to do out there? This has got to be a sickening freaking match, bro. And you're like, if you close your eyes, it's just like this six-year-old guy named Gary who's like, we unload ships at the dock. I've been living in Southie for years. But if you open your eyes, it's just this marvelous young man full of promise, evil as a motherfucker in the ring, though. And I found that out very quickly because, Peter, as quick as the finals began, I was the first eliminated person from the finals. Uh, I tried my best. I put my whole heart into it. It was too much. I got caught in the back of the head with a surprise kick from Alec Price. He did not go on to win the tournament, though. 
Kinsey Page on her birthday at the ripe old age of, I think she just turned 20. Oh, God. Very young. Wow. Very strong. Won the Heart of the Southern 16 Haas Tournament Damn. against 15 other men, the only girl in the tournament, a true badass. I'm honored to have her on the Big Gay Brunch. I'm honored for people to see again what Petty and Pink can do. This is a crazy four-way annihilation match at the Big Gay Brunch. I want to run over the matches in a minute on Big Gay Brunch, but I got to tell you, Alabama, we, uh, we ended up getting Alec Price to his flight in Huntsville. And then we drove back to Atlanta. I got BK just to the airport just in time, like 20 minutes before boarding. And to time that out, Peter, pretty incredible to do it. He said, you think we'll make it? I said, I know we'll make it. Because, Peter, what I noticed the whole time, and we've discussed this before about kind of the travel protection of things and the timing of things, all I saw all weekend were threes. Three, three, three. The Twitter followers said three, three, three. I the odometer I, said I looked three, at your Twitter three, the other three, day and I had to write that number. Miles down. to go three 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 hours and minutes three three three. Everything was three 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 three. And people, if you're not familiar, that is a that is a sign of guardian protection. That is a sign of through struggle finding peace, finding joy. And that even if there's chaos all around you, and even if you are getting beat up from all sides, you're a little bit more protected than you think. And I take those signs with with uh, authority and i do feel protected right now peter we've moved forward in my issues with the state of georgia things are going to be all right i have someone protecting me in that front the threes are all around i got home with cranberry and i'll tell you what me and cranberry we just we were lazy girls on a sunday i did chores and chores and chores you know enough chores but we just laid around we took naps we watched movies peter I went back and watched the original first, I think, first uh, full-length Softy Brothers movie called Daddy Long Legs. Have you heard of this one? Mm. It's just a chaotic tale about a man having to keep care of his two kids in New York, and he's crazy. There's a lot of little surprises. It's one of their main consulting partners that they work with, um, who is the lead actor in it. Very good. Very claustrophobic. Very New York. Very Softy Brothers. Not for everyone, but a crazy fun film. Me and Cranberry watched it together. She got a little worked up. We walked, we wandered. I had a great time at the Haas tournament. I had a great time driving to and from the shows. I had a great time being in the same place multiple times. Uh, and I had a great time being home Sunday. And unfortunately, my boyfriend was not going to be home until the full next day. So I just had to sit around alone like a boring little boy. But I made the best of it with Cranberry. We had our time. What a trooper Cranberry was the whole weekend, though. She hung out at the hotel. She hung out at the venue. She hung out in a crate that we got for her. She hung out in the car for a while because she was over it. And I got to do this really fun thing, Peter, where you go, hey, will you just go check on my dog? Like, the dog's parked next to the door. The car's on. Air conditioning's on. She's got her blankets. Like, she's living the life. Food, water, treats. And I just keep telling people, like, will you go check on my dog? So during the whole show and during both days of the show, there's just a constant parade of people coming to Cranberry. Not that she's been there longer, but I kind of sell it to everyone as in, like, oh, she's been out there a while. Can you go check on this dog? Everyone gets to go see her. End of the night, though, it's beautiful because once the cars are all gone and the people have kind of left, I just let her out in the parking lot. And we're right next to this big park. We got to go on a beautiful walk through the park together. She went to the pond. We made the best of it for Cranberry. She got to have tuna treats, but letting her out at the end of the night where she does this thing, and I know a lot of dogs do it, but watching her do it is fascinating. We're all having our moments where it's the end of a show. We're standing with our bags. We're, everybody's kind of having their time. She'll run up to someone, get pet by them, rub against them, get her whole thing in, 
and then act like she noticed someone else and then run up to them and do the exact same thing. And so there's just this constant parade where she keeps surprising herself with people and keeps running up and going, oh, 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 well, you, oh you're a friend too. Oh. She was conked out on that ride home though. Aww. She was conked out. I'm proud of her. Before we go further, Peter, I want to talk about the Big Gay Brunch. I want to talk about the matches we have laid out for Texas. I want to encourage people to get the stream or to come see us if you're not uh, doing anything and you're in Dallas and you want to watch some wrestling. I've got a lot of matches with the uh, Big Collective and with all of the other shows around it, like High Spots and things like that. But I do want to focus more on my show. But first, Peter... A word from our sponsors. Peter, I was walking down the street and I seen this dog and I was with someone and they said, what's wrong with that dog? And I said, there's nothing wrong with that dog because that's a dog with a mullet. And dogs with mullets are the best type of dog because they teach you about new music, about new bands. You've got a big smile on your face, Peter, because this is a great way to get into our presenting sponsor, Dog with a Mullet. It's the Spotify exclusive radio show hosted by Jim Fair that features all kinds of new music, stuff you wouldn't be able to find on your own. You're not a tastemaker like Jim. Jim is leading you down the path of new music, new action, new sing-alongs, all for free. Go find Dog with a Mullet on Spotify. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to have a great time. Dog with a Mullet, lots of bands, lots of songs. Impress your friends with new music that they may not know. Dog with a Mullet, hosted by Jim Fair. The best. The best, Peter. Peter, we got to talk about my show. Now, I want to let everyone know, it's not easy being the head booker of such a beautiful project like Effie's Big Gay Brunch. And I wish it didn't have to be called Effie's Big Gay Brunch anymore, but it turns out that's uh, it's selling tickets. People like Effie, so we're going to keep it. <laughs> what would you rename it to? Wrestling is Gay. I would just call the whole thing Wrestling oh, yeah. is Gay. That makes sense. And then it wouldn't have to necessarily feature me being booked. Yeah, but they would insist on making it Effie is Gay now, somehow, which would it be is. just like a very on the nose. <laughs> I don't want to have to be booked on every one of my shows. There's so many good wrestlers in the LGBTQIA Two Spirit Plus community now that I want to feature everybody, but it's hard. So if you're not featured, don't take it personally, but we do have a lot of things featured. Now, yesterday I announced a huge match, East Coast, West Coast rivalry reborn in the new age of gay wrestling. Keita Murray, West Coast Prince, the bisexual king, a true hottie and a confidant and a championship winner multiple times this year and last year, taking on Billy Dixon, number one on the QWI, who is... Only going to be two days removed from a For the Culture death match with Hoodfoot. We'll see how that shapes up when the East Coast, West Coast goes. But I'll tell you this, Keita, listen up carefully. Billy Dixon shines even bigger when there are big stakes on the line. And if he's representing the whole East Coast, then no, he's going to be bringing the heat. And Billy, know the same about Keita. He may be a cool West Coast guy with a lot of kisses and hot boys and people around him. But guess what, Billy? He's a serious competitor and he might kick your ass. That's the match preview for that match. Then we have Tag Team Annihilation. We've got Petty and Pink, Dylan and Kenzie, taking on Brooke Valentine and Devon Monroe, the Midwest legends, taking on AC Mack and Ashton Starr. AC Mack, obviously the IWTV heavyweight champion right now. Ashton Starr just had a, had a match as the number one contender to that belt. Incredible. And last but not least, MSP. The vibe is in the house. Danger Kid, Aiden Agro. They're bringing the vibe. They're bringing the vibe. It's a tag team four-way annihilation match. What are the rules? I don't really know yet. I'll decide on my own. 
We'll see how it goes. I don't know. I can do whatever I want. I'm in charge of the show. I can change it halfway through. We'll see how it feels. Now, that's not the only big match we have on the card. We've got a lot of big matches on the card. We've got an international match. We have Carlos Romo from Spain, who has recently told everyone about his beauty and his bisexuality, and I think it's magic, taking on Hot to Trot, Las Vegas's fiery king, the beautiful Jay Vidal. Now, Jay Vidal has been showing up at LA Fights. He's been showing up at a lot of promotions. And I have a match March 25th with Jay Vidal. I also have a seminar that day in Las Vegas. Reach out to Chris Mounts, Grab House, or Jody to get involved with the seminar. But Jay Vidal is going to have to prove himself on the grand stage against an international threat like Carlos Romo. I'm very excited to see where this goes. It's a big time movement, big time matchup. Now, let's get chaotic. Edith Surreal has had a big year, a huge year, in fact, but she is not yet conquered the beast known as Max the Impaler. Max is bringing the Wasteland War to Dallas, and I don't think Edith Surreal is going to get a regular match out of this. I have a feeling this is going to be chaos. There may be Mad Max-style stunts. There may be violence and fire. I don't know, but I wouldn't underestimate Max the Impaler. And Max, just remember, if you get caught in the crossfire... Israel can tie you up like a freaking knot and break your spine like a pretzel if you're not careful. Watch out. I've succumbed to it before as well. There's many more matches, Peter. I'm just doing a card run on this episode because I want to get people excited about this. I want people to know that it's going to be a big deal. It's going to be fun. It's hosted by Pollo Del Mar, if you didn't know. Hosted by Pollo Del Mar. Now, we have matches I haven't announced yet that feature people like, you know, Alley Catch and others. Uh, but sticking to what we do actually have announced, I'm going to talk about my match na- next. Effie taking on Pimpernella Escarlata. Like we said earlier, roughly only 12 hours really behind everything else happening with Minoru Suzuki. Maybe less than 12 hours. I will be keeping a timer. I'm big into math. I'm big into knowing the difference. And I want to know, how long does it actually take Effie to defeat 106 years of uh, professional wrestling age experience or whatever they are because you know it's like 53 53 i'm sure they haven't been wrestling that long it is what it is i'm looking up the other matches here because there's a lot of matches oh my god i forgot this match this is crazy Pero keeps trying to mess with me and i don't want him to and luckily dark chic is crazy and she said i'll take Pero out and then we were at hammerstein ballroom and Pero tried to like throw dark chic and then dark chic jumped on top of his head and crushed his skull so i'm pretty sure they're going to have a really brutal match. Pero versus Dark Sheik, the high priestess of wrestling, faces her biggest test yet against this fucking monster creature. There's probably more going on, but I'm very excited about this show. I feel like we're bringing some heat. I feel like we're bringing some action. I always at its core want to have a great wrestling show, and I had a great time just professionally wrestling at the Haas, so we're going to bring that spirit into Dallas and keep entertaining the people, Peter. Peter, I'm bringing you this weekend. You are. Now... You've been to center stage before for a wrestling. Maybe, you, yeah, you've been to yes. center stage before. There weren't as many people there as there will be this weekend. I don't know if it'll be a full sellout. I encourage people if they still want to get tickets to get them. But I promise you this, Peter, it will be much more chaotic. This is the GCW show. So not only are there people like Matt Tremont and Nick Gage and Mance Warner and Matt Justice, there's also, you know, uh, me versus AJ Gray for the Extreme Championship. And there's uh, Jordan Grace taking on Alley Catch. And Mike Jackson, Action Jackson, 70 years old, is going to be fighting Matt Cardona. So a lot of weird stuff on this card. AR Fox making his return. Uh, John Gresham fighting Blake Christian for the Ring of Honor Championship, which is, I guess, Tony Khan's now. Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor 
pretty intense. I, yeah, I saw I saw uh, rumblings of that on Twitter. A lot yeah. of the AFI uh, talk intermixed. Wait, did you get AFI? Did you get your wrestling news through the AFI Twitter? Because of the CM Punk entrance? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's fantastic. There was a big, there was a lot of wrestling conversation about the uh, CM Punk AFI entrance song, reminiscent of his Ring of Honor years. So I'm glad you brought this up. This is good that it all circles. Peter, I'm I'm just excited for you to be a part of it. It's going to be, this is the first time GCW's ever come to Atlanta. I'm really excited. I, I've, I feel that this is going to be much different than what I've seen you do in person yes. already. And this is a big title match for me. And this belt is the Extreme Championship, which was held by, uh, there's no other way to put it, just complete psychopath people over the history of time. So I'm going to have to go all the way. AJ's coming as well, which I'm a little nervous about. <laughs> Fantastic. Because he... Uh, he doesn't like seeing me get beat up. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was because like there was I haven't seen anything happen to where I go. Ooh, yeah, I'm usually my, like, wait, like I've just seen you as a performer. I think when it crosses because there's clips that you've shown me where I go. Oh, no, that's my friend. And he's hurt. That sucks. Um, and I feel that this is going to range into that territory. I push myself into a different territory a little bit for things like this. So uh, I think as someone who doesn't do very many death matches at all uh when i do them i like to make sure they mean something so we'll see what we get out of it we'll see what atlanta brings but i know we're gonna have a good time with everyone being in town i'm excited for that we've got some big stuff planned for everybody so let's see what we can do peter what do we got what's going on we have questions we have questions hey peter i'm sorry this youtube thing has taken so long i'm gonna publicly call out priors he's helped me with a lot of stuff this month but i think this is just taking him a little while so we uh we are hopeful to be on YouTube very shortly. Please put us on YouTube. Priors, please. Okay, Peter, what do we got? We got questions this week? We have, Deep questions? Yes, we have two questions. This is good. So uh, both of these are amazing. So the first one is from Julie. It says, Dear Effie, a few weeks ago, I ate three adult jazz watermelon gummies and watched a bunch of television. Great move. While watching BattleBots and the accompanying commercials for Peloton, some questions came to mind. All right. This is going to be intense. I can yeah. tell already. Yeah. Number one, is there kayfabe in BattleBots? Do you want to answer these as we go? Because this is dense. I, I kind of need, can we, is, how many questions are we talking about here? Actually, two. It's just a really, it appears to be a long. Let, Let me get fin- all the info okay. here and then we'll. Uh, so then number two, what other songs are as good as David Bowie's Let's Dance? Let's Dance. I would like to make a playlist for the exercise bike that I'm definitely going to use at some point. Okay, so that's where the Peloton comes okay, in. There's a, okay, so the Peloton's coming in. All right, we've got to go back to BattleBots. Here's the problem with kayfabe of BattleBots and uh, where I wish, you know, people are concerned, Peter, about, artificial intelligence taking over and we use a lot of artificial intelligence in uh our technology in our customer service in many facets of our life Uh, but we should be using this artificial intelligence in our murder robots and let me pitch you on this the only kayfabe right now in the BattleBots world is sort of the same kayfabe as a rupaul's drag race in that producers are going to see which teams are kind of like doing better for the cameras because there's people controlling the robots on BattleBots. And 
you know, how they want to pitch these fights. And there are certain robots that are just more effective that they may have to hold them back a little bit just to make sure things look uh, as close as possible. If there's just one robot beating everybody, there's no tension. There's no story. There's no lore. So there is a kayfabe in the sense that there are producers guiding how they want this to go. I mean, the battles are going to go the way they go in a semblance, but they can do their best to sort of frame the footage the best way around it. But I would like to see the, the battle bots come to life and have their own sentience and also then be in on the gig. Like I want a battle bot Vince McMahon, who's like the lead battle bot. And he's like, all right, kids, here's your finishes for the night. Uh, go out there and have some robot damage. And there's certain robots that like, they start buying fake parts so it can look like they're getting beat. And they really build the tensions there. Maybe there's some behind the scenes, uh, credit gambling with these battle bots, but we have to give them control of their minds. We have to give them a consciousness and we have to let them be the robots they're meant to be. Uh, what are the dangers of that, Peter? Do you think there's any, there's a, you described everything day this is a black mirror episode giving sentience to like because it'll be robots. more entertaining for the robots to battle now this is also coming from someone who is i'm ready for my chip peter i lose my wallet i lose my keys i want my chip i want the chip to just do it all i can't lose my arm unless i'm luke skywalker in this thing in the wrong way you know do you also have that fantasy of losing a limb and then getting like a robot no no no. i have that deep fear of losing a limb i don't want to lose limbs i'm not into that i think i need them i'm also like you know as you watch the battle bots they could take limbs or fingers off i'm very surprised i still have all my fingers and toes like at this stage of my yeah, life yeah that's true there's they are a you know it's they're delicate i think if i you know they say that you could bite your own finger off if you do it if you just go for it if I you didn't get that. Siri is hearing me talk about biting my own finger off. We're talking about the sentience of these creatures. I hope that picked up on your recording. They say that you can bite your own finger off if you really go for it. Back to the battle bots, though. Yes, I think there is a kayfabe there now, but I think there could be a more expansive kayfabe if we let the robots just do their thing, build it up. I want to see what they can do. And I bow to you, our robot overlords. Now back to the Peloton. And speaking of robot overlords. Yeah, I also bow to the robot overlords because apparently they're listening in. <laughs> yeah, I flew one of the airlines the other day and they're sponsored by Peloton. Maybe Delta. It was probably Delta. And they got all the Peloton people on there. Let me be clear with you. Those are not people. Uh, Peloton instructors are not real people. Uh, they are robots. They are sentient in their universe. And they are there to just power the bikes. Uh, this could be a controversial take. We could get censored for this, no, Peter. No, we're going to see a, a Effie lookalike running Peloton All right, classes. let's go uphill for another eight I minutes, mean, guys. Your, Check your heart your rate. DNA is now out in the world. No! We did sell a lot of hair. There's three hair bundles left. Peter, I think people are going to be surprised when they see the beautiful package they get with this. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's, it's magical. But... Okay, the Peloton, we're talking about David Bowie. We're talking about songs that are worth being on your playlist. I say, you know, my my favorite Bowie moments are in that that cocaine period where you're talking about like uh Dancing in the Streets remake was in that period, I'm pretty sure. Or was it was that the original version of Dancing in the Streets? I, I think <laughs> Dancing in the Streets. And then we're like, we'll name cities afterwards. And they just start naming cities. We're dancing in Pitch, Pittsburgh. Where else is it? Where, where do we tour? They're just reading their tour schedule and saying cities they dance in. Uh, I think that's a great one. Uh, Change is a great one. 
Fame, a great one, right in that. It's a, a little known fact that uh, David Bowie was a serious occultist and Changes was on an album that was written about his work with the Kabbalah. Well, let's be careful then. Don't play it backwards, folks. I don't know if you have a record player at home. Uh, fill your Peloton with that. I'm talking like 79 to 84 Bowie. Just live in that period and just know that it's like taking a pre-workout through his spirit. His spirit has still got a little bit of that uh, zing going to it. So when you fill yourself with that spirit, you will power through the Peloton workouts. Do not make eye contact with the Peloton instructors under any circumstance. Not through the screen, not through your phone. Never. Never. Don't let them see you. Wear eyeglasses if you can. Goggles is a, it's a must. They can pull from you, son. Okay, that's... Uh... I don't know if that's real or not. We may have to put a asterisk next to that. It was a bit. Okay, our next question. Haas part two is the subject of this email. Sickening. So this is from Kylie. Hey, Effie, you didn't win, but you tried your damnedest and made it to the finals, and Kenzie is pretty amazing. Hopefully, we'll see you again soon. Also, Peter, I hope someday you can come to New South. I'd love to meet you. Wonderful. I enclosed a picture of Effie Dylan and took just for giggles from Peter, and here is a photo. Look at us. I guess that wasn't necessarily a question, but... No, I think that's beautiful, and I think it's it's lovely to see people like them out at the shows. It's lovely to see uh, our LGBTQIA wild wonder spirit sisters and brothers and theys and peoples and thems out here in the world. Even in a place like Alabama, where people would not expect us to thrive or us to be parts of our communities or us to be able to live openly and freely. And you know what? Y'all were waving those big gay fans. Y'all were letting people know about Effie. And it was a beautiful set of nights in Hartsville, Alabama. So shout out to New South. I can't wait for y'all to see the footage. We'll probably watch some matches on the show on, on Twitch. From the from the Haas tournament. Also, losers bracket, Jordan Oliver versus Hunter Drake was really good. Really good. Those two. Uh Jordan twink to twunk. And now he's like a full heavyweight hunk. And now Hunter Drake has to overcome his twinkdom. It's a big story. It's it really wow. works. It's emotional. Peter, anything else you gotta throw in here? Um, I will have Prince available at the end of the month. Yes, this is incredible. Everybody buy Peter Prince. Uh, that's not what we're going to call him. Show us your Peter print. Everybody take a picture. Hashtag Peter Prince. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't do this. It's a joke. I'm kidding. No, I think that's going to be beautiful. We'll get them up and show the world mm-hmm. what you've been hiding behind those secret doorways. That's literally what they're going to be Prince of. Ah! 